All right. It is Friday morning. And as you know, on Friday morning, I mean, it's a heavy day. There's some really big news stories that are bouncing around out there. But it is Friday. It's 11 o'clock on Friday morning. And you know, when that happens, it's time to have a little bit of fun. Space. The final frontier. Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Yeah, it's time for a little space talk. And this is going to be fun, I think. I just, if you're on Twitter, I just tweeted out the story that we're going to be talking about. If you're close to the internet, put in weird balancing rock on Mars has the internet crying aliens and go to the global news story on this so you can see the pictures that we'll be talking about and I am thrilled that uh, Dr. Mitch Schulte is with us he's the Mars 2020 Perseverance Program Scientist at NASA headquarters. Mitch thank you so much for joining us, appreciate your time uh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, okay, so as I said, and, and I'm sure you've seen these pictures and talked a lot about them. First first things first, let's just get out of the way, because we haven't talked about Perseverance for a while. It, it was over a year now that it went up there, and it's been buzzing around, doing its thing, getting us pictures. Um, so far, it seems to be doing just an incredible job, right? Oh, yeah, it's been working really well. We're very pleased with how all of the scientific instruments have been working. The navigation system and the mobility system have been incredible. We've been making uh, a lot of uh, headway in terms of covering the ground, as it were. And uh, as you mentioned, the images we've been getting back are just stunning. Uh, lots of data coming back. It's just been working really well. Okay, so w- what is it doing? Like, Is it just pictures, or, or what's the mission that Perseverance is on right now? Uh, so we have several scientific objectives, one of which is to uh, you know just understand the geology. So we want to know the rocks that we're seeing, how they got there, why they're there all that kind of stuff, which is sort of job one. Uh, The second big job is to sort of look for evidence in the rock record. Now, remember that these are really old rocks on Mars. They're on the order of about three and a half billion years old. And what we're looking for is maybe some evidence in the rocks that life might have existed in this environment. So the the area where Perseverance is exploring now is a, a, a river delta. So we know there was liquid water on the surface in the past. And that resulted uh, from a river flowing into a lake that was inside that crater uh, in this uh, delta-shaped fan uh, deposit that we see of sediments. And so we know there was liquid water there three and a half billion years ago. Was there life there? So Perseverance is looking in the rock record to see if there might be signs that life might have left behind, like we sort of sometimes see here on Earth in really old rocks. Uh, And then finally, we're actually collecting samples of the Martian surface that we're working on plans to bring to Earth so we can study those in the future uh, in laboratories here on Earth. Interesting. Okay, so there's a lot going on there. Now, of course, the pictures that everybody's talking about down here on Earth, as it always seems to be the case, uh, first one first, and I got to admit, you take a look at the picture, and it is pretty neat. Um, It's the balancing rock, I guess it's been called. It, It appears to be a round rock teetering on top of a much larger rock. Now, of course the immediate response from some people is, oh, the Martians put it there, but I'm sure there's an explanation. What, tell us about that picture, Mitch. Yeah, so we see, we see rocks like this on Earth all the time, right? And nobody ever complains that they think aliens <laughs> put them there. <laughs> um, but what, typically what happens is that rocks are composed of different kinds of uh, particle sizes of grains and so forth, uh, and different kinds of minerals, and especially sedimentary rocks where you get all of those different kinds of sizes and particles mixed up together and minerals mixed up together. Uh, And then once they get compressed into a rock, some parts of that rock 
erode more easily than other parts. And so that typically results in those sort of shapes that you see. And what happens where you see that the larger or the smaller rock on top of the larger rock to sort of balance there, probably what happened there is that that place where they contact each other, the, the rock was a little bit more um, strongly cemented together at that particular spot. And so the rest of the area erodes erodes away yeah but uh, but it, that that cement there is strong enough to keep that rock on top right and and like you say there are several examples of that uh on earth in many different locations the other one that yeah, exactly yeah very, very common very common occurrence in some of the sedimentary rocks especially here in the uh southwest part of the united states for example yeah exactly and we have them in alberta too um one of the pictures that I saw that it looks really, really interesting to me. I, I think they're calling it like a dog door or a doorway that leads into a rock face. Um, tell us about that one. If you see the picture, it's, it, it, it really does kind of look like an entranceway carved into this face of a rock cliff. Yeah. So if you look at the if you look at the rocks around that area, uh, you'll see that they're very strongly layered, right? And yes. So what happens is that th- those layers are really good. Um, they stand out because, again, some of the material erodes out from in between the layers. Some of the layers are stronger than others and, and stay, and some of the layers get sort of eroded out. Um, but al- what also happens is that along those layering um, structures, the, the rock can also fracture quite a bit. And, and there is a very particular um, pattern that you see in some of these layered rocks where it will always essentially break along that plane on that layer. Uh, and so that's essentially what's happening here. Again, it's just an erosional feature where uh, there are fractures in the rock that have sort of created the shape. The last one that has people um, all at Twitter uh, is it's a piece of tinfoil is what it is, <laughs> or at least that's what it looks like. This one also easily explained, right? Yeah, so actually what that is, <laughs> is a piece of the spacecraft that helped land the rover on Mars. Um, so as the process of landing on Mars continues, various pieces of the spacecraft have to leave, right? So there's the part that holds the parachute that helps us slow down. That's called the back shell. Uh, and so then that comes off and sort of lands somewhere else on Mars. Uh, and then as the rover is lowered to the surface on the sky crane, um, after the sky crane deposits the rover on the surface of Mars, it flies away and essentially crash lands somewhere else. So we've actually driven already by the um, the, the back shell with the parachute. Uh, and so we think that, th- that this piece that you're seeing on this rock is just another piece of sort of the wreckage of that process of the, uh, of the, the landing system. How long does this mission continue? I remember hearing about that when this all started, but what's the lifespan of the work being done by Perseverance? So the, so the hardware, we, we have two different ways of defining that. One is what we call the prime mission or what's been approved for the science team to and the, and the operators of the rover to do. Uh, that currently extends until um, early in 2023, so January, February of 2023. Uh, so that is equated to one Mars year. And okay. it takes about two years for two of our years for Mars to go around the sun once. Uh, and so we sort of define, you know, the mission as a Mars year. Uh, but we have also qualified the hardware, so we've, meaning we've tested it, and so the warranty, essentially, if you want to look at it that way, from the hardware, meaning the rover and the instruments and all the systems and stuff, uh, to one and a half Mars years, which would be about three Earth years. 
So we're working on plans to sort of, uh, you know, think about extending the mission uh, beyond what we call the prime mission because everything is working really well. And, of course, we're trying to collect these samples that uh, we're going to leave on the surface of Mars for future missions to come get. Just amazing work. Um, Dr. Schulte, thanks so much for being with us this morning. I appreciate your time. 